0: (laughs) All right, so let's go for a bit of a recap of where we have been so far. Um, So, yeah, so we've kind of started this school as like, yeah, almost like a stepping stone process for people to get from uh, a place where they don't have God in their life to a place where they do have God in their life. From a place where they they feel like they they want relationship to a place where they feel like they actually have a vibrant relationship. And God kind of gave me this... um, uh, plan, and I, I remember I read this out to you guys on the first night, but some of you weren't there, so I'll sort of say it again, a plan of like topics that we're going to tackle that people use as, not necessarily excuses, but like, um, uh, how do you say it? Like th- These topics, if you don't understand them, you sort of won't draw near to God, and you won't know how to draw near to God, and you won't know if you're doing it right, and all that sort of stuff. These topics, if you just tackle them one by one, I'm hoping people will go, that's what I need to hear, Bam, and then intimate relationship with God. Because in that intimate relationship with God, in knowing God, comes everything. Literally everything you've ever wanted. Your whole heart was made to know God. And there's nothing in this life that you desire in your heart right now that won't come from you having an intimate, awesome, personal, individual, unique to you relationship with God. So... Um, I kind of started by saying, you know, you can't have a relationship with God unless you draw near to Him. You can't draw near to Him unless you know how He sees you, blah, 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 all the way back down to you can't have a relationship with God if you don't know that you can have a relationship with God. Hey, Rish, come in. Sorry. Don't you hate that? The speaker draws attention to the late person. I should stop doing that. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, you can't, you can't have an intimate relationship with God if you don't know how, if there is a God and if He loves you. And, and So we're starting with truth, right? So the first week, or well, second week that I preached, we've tackled truth and how you can know that what you believe about the Bible can actually be true. Do you guys find that helpful? Yeah.
1: Before we start, is there any like
0: questions on that on that particular topic that anyone had? You
1: know the one that got me the most? Yeah. When you said that truth was a person. Yeah, I like that. That was
0: amazing. They said that at the conference this week as so well. I was like, "Oh, awesome! Yeah. Holy Spirit gave that person that word too. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Any any questions on truth or anything? Or yeah. well, anyway, you can think about them through the night and just shout them out as we go, if if you want. Um, yeah, it's all good. So, okay. I think last time was almost a little bit theoretical and it was like almost um, up here and it's like a little bit difficult to know when someone preaches at you like that, what do I actually do now, Nath? Like I get how I can measure what I, you know, believe against, you know, if it's true or not, but how do I actually get to a place of walking in truth, understanding God's truth in me? And that's what some people said to me afterwards, like I I, I just don't know what to do. So that's what tonight's going to be like, going to be about, sorry, and it's going to be about how we can... um, walk with the Spirit, listen to God because He's a personal God and He lives inside of you and He didn't put Himself inside of you to not speak to you every single day. That's a weird thought. I don't know how that got in the church if people believe that, that God lives in you but He doesn't speak to you. He's just silent. Like that. (laughs) It's mind-boggling that He would do that. Anyway, um, He definitely speaks to you and He speaks to every single person here and He speaks to you every single day and you may not believe that. You may not even have potentially heard that, but I'm going to show you that he definitely, definitely, definitely does. Awesome. So a few months ago, this is where we're going to start. A few months ago, it was Saturday night and Amber was out hanging out with one of her friends and I was like, sweet, I have nothing to do tonight. This is like reasonably rare for a Saturday night. I might as well just go and hang out with Jesus. So I was like, sweet, let's just go do it. And so I just went home, went to my bedroom, open up the Bible and I was just like loving life I was just like Jesus yes this blah 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 just like this is awesome and I was reading the book of Romans and if you guys have read Romans it's like it's a big book it takes like if you read it out loud word by word it'd be like probably two hours something like that and I was doing that for a while I was just reading it out word by word and just like rejoicing whenever I felt the need and um, I was just loving life and like Romans is like building upon building upon building blocks so it's like One, two, three, four. It's just building. I think it's the chapter eight, which might be the best chapter in the Bible if you guys ever read Romans eight. It's like, if you're going to start anyway, probably start Romans eight. It is. But what's really funny, what's really funny is that the next chapter after chapter eight is chapter nine. And chapter nine, it's a good word. Hey, it's deep. Think about that one. Um, Chapter nine. I. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the thing, though. Like you, like if for the people on the recording, Brad just said chapter nine sucks, and like I don't agree with that because it's don't, scripture. I, I, I don't
2: agree with
0: that. Yeah, yeah. But that's, that's, do you know want to know what I used to think that? I actually used to think that because I would read it, and uh, I'll explain what it what it says in a second. But I used to read it and be like, God is like not as good as I. Th- think that he could be like honestly that was my legitimate thoughts Mm -hmm. and I would listen to sermon after sermon trying to understand it and I was like I just don't get it people are saying this and it makes God seem like he's being cruel basically it's talking about um God's sovereign choice over people like do people choose God does God choose people does he predestine people for heaven does people for hell does he predestine no one all this kind of stuff and the the way you read it is like it actually sounds like he does do that Mm -hmm. like that's my initial thoughts anyway And so I got to chapter 9 on this Saturday night and I was having the time of my life. But chapter 9 hits. The room changed. Like, it it just got down. I was just like, what the frick? Like, God, where are you? Like, because I didn't have joy when I read that chapter. And I started thinking about that and I was like, what the heck? Like, how can I read something about my father who I know I'm created for, discover more about him and get less intimate with him? And less joyful from him, even though he is the source of all life and all joy and all peace. Yet I'm re- apparently I'm reading about him and it's causing the exact opposite. So that was a really weird thing to me because like the, the room actually changed and I was like, God, so- something's really weird here. And I came to the conclusion, and I'm so glad I did because what happened afterwards is awesome, um, that I have it wrong. That my understanding of Romans 9 is wrong because everything is pointing me towards knowing God, right? Everything is pointing me towards intimacy and relationship with God and rejoicing in His presence and rejoicing in His relationship. But this particular passage, or at least my interpretation of this passage, was making me distant from Him, really distant. Like I didn't want to talk to Him anymore. And I was like, someone's off here. Like, maybe it's me, but I feel like, I mean, it's definitely me. It's not God. But <laughs> you guys know what I mean. But I'll, I'll finish that story later. So, yeah, just suspense. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. We don't know. Um, yeah, so, okay, last time when I preached, which was two weeks ago, who knows the three things that I said, just to rejog your, your memories, that I said, word, say again, word, sun, and fruit. Word, sun, and fruit. So, yeah, uh, word, fruit, son but that, I wasn't testing the order. It's all good. Um, Full marks. Fruit
1: and
0: sun. Yeah, thanks, Kathy. Oh, <laughs> awesome. I wrote it. awesome. Thanks, guys. I love when you guys take notes. It's like, yeah, it's awesome. Um, so, word. So th- this, I was trying to understand how to how to know what I believe about God, whether it's true or not. And so the first one was, can I know, like, d- does what I believe about God and believe about Jesus and believe about myself, can I find it in the Word? Is it obviously there or do I have to try and stretch for it? Do I have to try and reinterpret Scripture to make it fit what I think? Or is it actually just there and it's just easy to read? Because um, if it's not, it's not true. Second thing, does it produce fruit in my life? Does it produce peace and joy and clarity within me? Does it make my, my life look more like Jesus? Does it make me love people? Um, Does it make me love God? Does it draw me to Him? If it's not, it ain't right. Third one, does does what I believe about God fit with the life of Jesus? Could you imagine Him saying that stuff? Could you imagine Him thinking that way? Could you imagine Him acting that way? So those are the three things I gave you. Maybe there's other things, that's just the, the, the three that God gave me. So that's just a quick recap, if you guys weren't there. But tonight I want to talk to you guys about how I want to talk to you about the thoughts that go on in your mind because let's be honest, this thing can be an absolute battlefield sometimes. Can I get an amen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seriously can be. It can be maybe the most difficult thing that you've ever had experience in your life thoughts in your head. You know what I mean? Um, I want to give you guys some clarity over understanding what the thoughts in your head are, where they come from, who they're from, what they're there for, what's right, what's wrong, all that sort of stuff. And yeah, hopefully that'll help you guys understand truth a bit better. So let's start with the beginning, Genesis, that's where I pretty much always start. Um, God made man in his own image. And so you can imagine that God um, creating man, man would have the, the thoughts of God. That would sort of make sense, if, if, if not i saying the exact thoughts because they were different <laughs> beings, but he'll be thinking like God because he's made in his image, right? So when the fall happened, when man sinned and, was, uh, and died, he did not spirit, uh, physically die, but he spiritually died. So the spirit within him was dead, not like dying, dead.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So what was left was the physical part of man, his body, and the soul, part of man, his thoughts in his head. But the spirit is something else. There's body, soul, and spirit. Spirit was dead. Spiritually dead, that's what the Bible says. So, the soul is the thoughts, the, um, the, your will and your emotions and all that sort of stuff that goes on in your mind. When, when man... When man sinned and fell, he started to think like a man... And he no longer thought like God. And so the way that a man thinks, you can see this throughout the entire New Testament, uh, Old Testament, is very different to how God thinks. And I'm going to explain exactly what that means in just a second. Um, but the, the, the reason that was is because he was spiritually dead and became self-centered, became self-conscious, self-aware, self-absorbed. Everything was revolving around the self. Uh, here's an example. Isaiah 55, 8-9 for you note-takers. God says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Where God, God was thinking on a different level to us. And you can see that throughout the whole Old Testament. Man thought in such a way that caused death and God thought in such a way that caused life and I'll explain more practically what that looks like in a second but that's generally the gist of things is that the way that man was thinking the way that seemed right to a man was very different to how God intended it to be and we can still experience that, that today if we don't enter into what Christ has won for us giving us the mind of Christ but I'll get to that in a bit we can still think like a man if we want to and I'll yeah. Anyway, check this one out. Proverbs fourteen twelve. This one is awesome. Write this one down. Memorize it. Tattoo it on your back. Um, so
2: you can't read it because it's on your back.
0: Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so others can read it. You know, at the beach. Yeah. All right. Proverbs fourteen twelve. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. Some say. Some uh, translations say there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. Think about that for just a second. There is a way that legitimately, fully, utterly you are convinced in your mind this is the right way to go, this is the right way to live, this is the right way to think, this is the right God to serve, this is how I do church, this is how I do life, this is how I do work, this is how I do marriage, how I do everything. It actually really seems right. But in the end, it leads to death. So you can know if you're thinking like a man (laughs) instead of thinking like God, which you were designed to think like, if in the end the thoughts lead to death. Does that make sense? It actually kind of comes back to the whole fruit thing. What is the thoughts in your mind producing in your life? Does that make sense? Awesome. Jeremiah 17.9. So notice these are all Old Testament. There's a good reason for that. Jeremiah 17.9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? So when, when we sinned and fell from the image of God, our, the image of God we still had, but it was marred and it looked nothing like it was supposed to look. Does that make sense? So we're still in the image of God and God saw that. God saw our potential and our value and that's why He sent Jesus because He goes, I know who you actually are, who I created you to be. You're not walking in it right now. In fact, you're far from it, but I can dig out the gold in you. I see what's lying deep within your soul. My image and you were made to walk in that, think like that, be like me. But you've fallen far from that. So the heart, the human heart, because, the, because people became spiritually dead, was deceitful. Your own self tricked you. Does that make sense? You were deceived by yourself. Your worst enemy was yourself. Because what you thought and how you thought, you thought was right. Just like the Pharisees putting Jesus on the cross They thought that was right. They thought they were serving God of all things. Paul, going after Christians in Damascus, right? He thought he was serving God. His heart was deceived. His heart was blind. It was darkened. That's the way that that men are without the Spirit of God in them. That's the way you'll always be. You'll, You'll always be deceived by your own self. And I can see this in my own life, man. I look back on... Even last year, and I've shared with you guys a little bit about my testimony, but like obsessed with nutrition as the answer to all things, how did I think like that? Like it genuinely surprises me that I thought like that. Genuinely, and I I knew God. I had been in church for 20-something years, and yet I was like, nutrition is the answer to all. I bow to nutrition. What the heck? Because there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death and I was getting sicker and sicker and sicker but I had all the healthy food and diets and all that sort of stuff sleeping eight hours no light all that crap and I was getting sicker in the end it leads to death does that make sense? we trick ourselves if we we listen to the natural thought processes of the human mind the human mind is depraved and blinded and darkened and it invents new ways of living that is not what you were des- destined, created, and, and made to live in. God's way, God's thoughts lead, lead to him, lead to life. Man's ways lead to death. I hope that's pretty clear, yeah. as it is. <coughs> Check this one out, Romans 1, 18 to 27. Now, this is New Testament, but it's reflecting on past, so more Old Testament. <coughs> For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by, the, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Suppress the truth. It's like someone gave me this example one time of like, you're in a uh, swimming pool and there's like a ball, like, a, like this plastic beach ball whatever, and you're trying to push it down and it's trying to come up, but you're suppressing the truth because your heart knows it, but you're pushing it down. You're pushing it away. I don't want to live like that. I don't want to know God. I don't want to da 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 'Cause you want to do your own thing because you're convinced that you the way that you think is the way that's right. And the way that that's gonna lead you to a good life. But you just like even just look at the world and that people that seem to have it all, like like do they? Like honestly, even if this was nothing to do with Christianity right now, you could like everyone knows that they don't. There's a way that seems right. Starting your own business, going sick, going viral, going getting rich, like owning your own property going all these amazing adventures on Airbnb. Like it seems right. Like Instagram makes it look so beautiful. Seems right. It really does seem right. Your heart's like, oh, is that right? It might go that way. It's okay to think like that. It's your natural mind. But in the end, it leads to death. Just watch. Just follow the life of, of someone who does that. Guarantee you, it will not lead to life. Or at least not to the fullness of life that they were destined and created to be in. They're selling themselves short and they're robbing themselves by listening to their own thoughts and their own deceitful heart. But God's going to give you a new mind and a new heart. You watch. We'll get there. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Don't jump ahead of yourselves. All right. For what can be known about God was plain to them, the people that were suppressing the truth, it was plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For His invisible attributes, namely His eternal power, His divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world Mm -hmm. in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. You can look at creation, look at the intricacies of animal life and Mm. science and just the beauty of this world and like laughter. Laughter? You just think about laughter for a second. Like, what is that? What is this like thing that's just like the best feeling in the world? But like, what is it? Where did it come from? Like, what's the benefit of it? Like, do you know what I mean? Like you can see God, you can see His attributes in creation, in relationships, like why everyone does everything is for relationships, right? Connection, to feel, belo- like, to feel loved, to feel like they belong somewhere. You can see it. That's God. That's God's heart within you crying out for connection. You know what I mean? Awesome. <sighs> for although they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him, but they became futile in their thinking. That's the key line. They became futile in their thinking. Useless in their thinking. Pointless, like purposeless in their thinking. And their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resemb- resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them over in the lust of their hearts to their impurity. Men are, uh, Historically speaking here, men are doing what they want to do saying, I want to live like this, God, in their in their depravity of their minds, and God, God goes, okay, go for it. He literally steps back and goes, I give you over to the mind that you, you're you asking for, that you want. And you can sort of watch what happens with that. <coughs> Therefore, God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the... To de- to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, or the creation rather than the Creator. So, if something about this world, serve that, worship that, long for that. All I want is to just be uh, an amazing personal trainer with a ripped body, serving creation. All I want to be is like um, I just want to travel everywhere and experience life, and, and worshiping creation rather than worshiping the Creator. Mm who is forever blessed. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature, and the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. So God, at first, gave us... This is the thing, that was Romans 1, right? So I said Romans builds. That's the first chapter. So it's a bad picture but it gets better. Like I said, Romans 8, it's just like, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, God gives us over, God gave us over to the depravity of our own minds. He let us think the way we wanted to think and live how we wanted to live. And that was it. And it kind of, that seems fair. Hey, it's like, if that's what you're demanding from God and he's given you that, sounds about right to me. If that's what you want, go for it. But... Um, Yeah, okay. There's someone we haven't talked about yet, and this also plays into it, but it's the devil. So the devil is the enemy of God. He hates you. He hates the church. He hates your marriage. He hates your life. He wants to kill you. He wants to destroy you. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. I don't talk about it much because the Bible doesn't talk about it that much because it talks about Jesus because the way to defeat the devil is to have a relationship with Jesus and love God and worship God. Don't go... Cast these devils out, blah, 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 Talk about devils all the time. Don't talk about devils all the time. Talk about Jesus all the time. Mm-hmm. Talk about the devil enough to know what his schemes are and then ignore the crap out of him and love God and love other people and live your life like that and you'll have no in on your life. Guarantee it. You'll be completely and utterly protected. The Bible says, uh, do not let the sun go down on your anger, otherwise you might give... And this is talking to Christians that have the Holy Spirit within them. Don't let the sun go down on your anger or you're going to give the devil a foothold into your life. That's pretty intense. You're going to give him a leg up into your life. You're going to give him an opportunity to get in. By you not walking in uh, the life of Jesus, the life that you were created to walk in, you will give him an in into your life. But if you love God, serve God, love other people, and just worship Jesus, he has no in. But anyway, that's besides the point. Um, He, uh, this is kind of weird but He can speak to you and He can make you think that the thoughts in your head are your own thoughts. And that is a huge thing in our culture right now. Absolutely huge. People have these depressing, suicidal, anxious, horrible thoughts. They are not you. So good. They are not you. You were never created for that. You were created for life and purpose and strength and joy and peace. And if you ever have any of those thoughts in your head, just know That's not you, that's the devil. You guys following? He wants to see you destroyed. God wants to see you have life. And God can put thoughts in your head too, and that's what I'm going to get at. How do you know? What's me? What's God? What's the devil? Okay? Here's an awesome example. I love this story. Matthew 16, 15 to 17. Um, Actually, 15 to 23, I think. So this is Jesus. But He said to them, so He's speaking to His disciples, Who do you say that I am? Because people were just like, who the heck is Jesus? Like, is He a prophet? Is He this? Is He that? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, listen to this, Blessed are you, Simon, for flesh and blood, natural man, natural thinking, has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Now, Peter doesn't even have the Holy Spirit right now because this is before Jesus has died, before that can even be possible. But Jesus goes, God revealed that to you. Flesh and blood didn't figure that out. Jesus has to reveal to you, uh, sorry, the Holy Spirit has to reveal to you who Jesus is. Ask Him. Ask Him, seek Him. Your natural mind will deceive you. You will not figure it out. You can't think your way there. That's why... There's all these debates and arguments and theology and all this crazy stuff in, in the Christian world trying to think and figure out God. It's actually not how you get to know God. Wow. The Spirit of God searches all things of God and he reveals them to you. That's how you need to have your relive in relationship with God. Holy Spirit, can you teach me? Dot 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 whatever you want to know. He knows everything. <laughs> what do you want to know? Ask him. Anyway, we'll get into that. Check this part out. This is the next part, which is awesome. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. This is literally after just what I read, right? Far be it from from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But he, Jesus, turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me. <laughs> uh, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. But he said, get behind me, Satan. He didn't say you're setting your mind on the things of the devil. You're setting your mind on the things of man. Get behind me, Satan. Man. You guys see the connection there? Man thinks like the, en- the enemy, Naturally thinks like the enemy, self-seeking, self-serving. The devil has zero love. God is pure love. The devil seeks after himself and his own agenda and you can live like that and if you do, you're thinking like him. But Jesus can give you his spirit, his mind and you can start thinking like him and Jesus thinks about other people 24-7. Never thinks about himself. Oh, my needs aren't being met. They're not worshipping me enough. They're not singing to me enough. They didn't give enough money at church this week. Woe to me. (laughs) <laughs> seriously he doesn't do that he's always motivated by what, what's best for, for Ellie's life right now how can I bless her, what, what does she need in her life so yeah seriously come on, he is He's like, what does she need right now, how can I get her from this journey to here, you know what I mean what's the best way I can do that that's how he thinks, he's not thinking how can I get her to worship me more because I'm amazing, worship me, I'm God more powerful God <laughs> doesn't think like that you know what I mean oh he's amazing thank you Jesus wow and that and that. okay the reason I brought that story up was because one sentence Jesus goes blessed are you Peter because you didn't figure this out but God revealed it to you so he had God's thoughts and he picked them up said them and was right next minute <laughs> Satan comes in <laughs> Satan comes in, his thoughts, Peter goes, that's surely God's thoughts, again, here I go, says it out, Jesus is like, brother, what are you doing, you had it right, and now you're Satan. (laughs) You're listening to the wrong thing, mate. So, in that situation, if we can break it down, Peter had his own thoughts, the thoughts of God and then the thoughts of the devil in his head. Mm. One time he picked right, one time he picked wrong. How do you know which ones are right? How do you know which ones are wrong? Mm. Do you guys ever wonder that? Yeah. How do I actually know that what I'm thinking right now is God? Mm. Like, I feel like I should give a word to this person, but I just don't know, I'm just like... Uh. Mm-hmm. You guys know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I should go to uni next year and study this, but what if it's not God's will? and All that sort of stuff, we think like that. Mm. And it's okay. It's okay to take time and just process it and just think about it and go, is this God? I'm going to take a month to think about it. Legit. Weigh it up. See if it produces life in, in your life. Yeah. All right, I'm getting ahead of myself. I haven't got to the main passage yet. Damn. <laughs> wow, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> um, three quick examples of the way God thinks versus the way the man thinks. God, I said this to you first week, God thinks black and white Everyone, no one, always, never, yes, no, love, hate, forever, never. It doesn't go, sometimes, if I feel like it, maybe, depends. If you're a good boy, blah, 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 blah. That's how we think. Mm -hmm. We try and weigh things up. Well, you're going to balance this with this, brother, and you can't go too extreme with this. And, you know, make sure you do this. And you're just like, dude, shut up. Just do this. You know what I'm saying? Do this. That's what Jesus did. This. Just like yes, I'm just gonna go this way and just do this. I'm gonna love that person. Don't think about it. Just go. Wow. Man, I'm preaching to myself right now. Wow, it's yeah. good. <laughs> all right. I'm hearing. I'm hearing. I'm hearing. Awesome, man. Awesome. Um, I didn't mean that you guys weren't listening. I was just like, I'm just getting a lot from this, so it's good. Thank you, Jesus. Um, okay. Here's another one. God evenly balances all topics in the Bible. We often, and you'll see this if you think about it hard we often grab one and run with it like it's the best thing ever and there's nothing else that matters. You know what I'm saying? So you might go to a church and it's just all about worship. It's just worship. It's presence, his presence. Yes, Jesus. You know what I mean? It's like, well, yeah. What about truth and preaching? And what about uh, giving money to the poor? And what about going out and loving the world and building churches and, and, and serving others? It's like, no, it's all about worship. Bro, that's what humans do. We go, guys, it's all about this. Come follow me. You know what I mean? Not thinking straight. That's how man thinks. God thinks everything. God thinks all of life. Um, you can take other extremes as well. You can go, uh, it's all about faith. You know what I mean? Gosh, you just gotta have faith. If you don't have faith, you won't know God. If you, if you have faith, you will know God. It's just like tunneling in on these one topics and you miss a lot when you do that. God goes, not like balance everything, but have a perspective of everything and then weigh up faith with love and grace and peace and joy and, and, and the devil and sin and death and life and all these things. Know all of it. Think all of it. All right, another one. Oh, yeah, this is awesome. Man drifts always to extremes. Rebellion or religion? This is what, that's, the, that's the way that, that man thinks. Rebellion, I'm going to do my own thing, make my own rules up do whatever I want because I'm my own person, I'm individual, I know what's going on, blah, 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 blah. Or they go the opposite way, and they go super conservative and go, I'm just going to do this, I'm just going to send my mind on this, I can just do this, tick this Tick this list off, worship this God, pray to this, blah, 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 blah. God is neither of those. God's in the middle, smack bang, and He is, is grace, and He is, I justify you by what I have done, not what you have done. You can't work for it, and if you rebel from me, I will receive you back again if you turn your heart to me. Both of those extremes are wrong. That's man's way of thinking. Middle, God. We don't think like God, but we can. Getting there. Awesome. Um, oh, this is awesome. God is, I've already said this, but I'll just reiterate it. God is others seeking, man is self seeking. So follow the outcome of your thought and if it serves and builds you up in a selfish way, that's man's thinking. But if it helps build, sorry, Others up or it helps build up your relationship with God because that's a two sided thing, a relationship rather than I'm just doing this puff myself up or be, you know, whatever. That's man's way of thinking. Very simple. Okay, awesome. Wow, this is good. Okay, yep, yeah, sweet. So Jesus says, I will go to my Father. This is in John 14 ish, 16 ish, somewhere around there. I will go to my Father. And I'm gonna send the counselor or the guide or the, the advocate or there's lots of different names talking about the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna send him to you. Yeah. And what he's gonna do is, he's gonna guide you into all truth. Some truth? All truth. He might guide you, he will guide you. He will guide you into all truth. Force you into, guide you. There's so an element of you participating in that when it's a guiding, you know what I mean? You're responding to that, you're, you're, you're entering under that. He's guiding you into all truth. Jesus also says, when He comes, He's going to remind you of everything that I said. And Brad said this last week in his talk, listen to it today. He goes, there's three people in, in, the, in the Godhead, in the Trinity. You've got Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They never talk about themselves. They always talk about the other like, the Father sends the Son, the Son responds to the Father, the Son, the, the son sends the Spirit, the Spirit reminds you of what the Son said, and the Spirit is w- with the Father and they live with you in John 16. They're, they're just, they don't talk about themselves. They're not, you know what I mean? Um, so the Spirit is going to point you always to Jesus. That's, the, that's a simple sentence. Write that down if you're taking yeah. notes. The fourteen. Uh, yeah. And I the father and he will give you another advocate to help you be with you for Yeah, it's not something the verse I'm talking about, but it's around there somewhere. Okay. There's a lot on the spirit there. Yeah, if you guys want to know more about the Holy Spirit, read John fourteen to sixteen those chapters. They are mm-hmm. incredible. I spent like a month in there one time I couldn't get out. It was awesome. Um, what did you say that line was to write down
1: about the spirit? Jesus point, no, spirit points to Jesus. Yeah,
0: the Spirit will always point you to Jesus. That's his job. He will always point you to what Jesus said, the image of Jesus, living like Jesus, walking like Jesus, the destiny of Jesus, everything. It's just simple. You know what I mean? Don't get overcomplicated. Like, oh, Holy Spirit, what does he do? It's like, Jesus. You know what I mean? Awesome. Okay, now you guys can open your Bibles. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Man, time goes so quick. All right, I am going to read this whole chapter, but you need to. It's, it's, all, it's all got to be there. Everyone there, 1 Corinthians chapter 2? Um, cool. I'm in ESV, if that helps, by the way. And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. Here he's talking about how other people have come in and they've preached and they're trying to convince you by their incredible arguments. and their their incredible, educated way of thinking, intelligent, enlightened way of thinking. That was their security and their power, was the way that they spoke. Paul goes, I'm not trying to do that. I'm not going to let the message speak to you. I'm not even going to try and dress it up with pretty words. I'm just going to let the message speak to you. That's kind of the context, because there's lots of division in this church. Anyway, "...for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified." And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling, and my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yet among the mature we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age, as in it's not a wisdom that comes from man, who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age would have um, understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love Him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. People often say in the church, um, or just anywhere in general, um, you can't understand God. He is mysterious. He is... You can't think like Him. You can't be like Him. You're, you're pushing it way too far. Now. This is way out of balance. God is mysterious. I actually agree to some extent there is a mysteriousness to God. He's God, for goodness sake. Like, he is God. You know what I mean? I'm not God. He is God. Um, it, we're going to be different to some extent. But...
2: Pretty close.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Getting there. <laughs> um, but this verse says, um, it's kind of quoting verses from Isaiah 64, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. So it's talking about like you have no idea what God's doing. It's all mystery, blah blah blah. Read the next verse. People often quote that first part of the verse and go, see you can't know God. Read the next verse. These things, <laughs> these things God has, past tense, has, revealed to us through the Spirit. Like people often say like we just can't know that, we just have to let it be a mystery to God, right? That's actually not the vibe of the New Testament. Like, Old Testament, I get that. Like, it says in the Old Testament, the secret things, there are secret things of God that we just don't know. Mm-hmm. But the New Testament is actually that the mystery has been revealed. Mm-hmm. Like, it says that a lot. The mystery has been revealed. And that, like, it's going to say in a second, we have the mind of Jesus. Yeah. Like, who here believes that? Anyone believe that? Yeah. <laughs> the mind of Jesus. Like, come on. Like, that's crazy. Um, that's so it is intense. But... That's what it says. I've got to believe it. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, you guys get what I'm saying. For the Spirit, this is verse 10, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. So the Holy Spirit knows everything, everything about God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person which is in him? So also, no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Well, that's great for the Spirit of God, but you know, how do I get them? Next verse. Now we have received, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. The Holy Spirit. Capital S Spirit. We've received him. That we might what? Understand the things freely given us by God. So the Spirit searches as all the thought, thoughts of God, knows everything, and God goes, Here you go. Have the Spirit. And where is the Spirit now? In us, like the spirit is like speaking to you constantly, it's more about can you hear it rather than is he or isn't he, can you understand what is God and what is not, and I get it's a process of learning that, you're transformed by the renewing of your mind, it's a, it's a process, it's a journey don't expect to be there just like that learn how God thinks learn who God is, look at the life of Jesus and go okay that's who he is, that's what he prioritizes that's, I know what you're like now now I can tell what thoughts are you and what's not Can I imagine Jesus thinking this way? Can I imagine Jesus saying this, living like this? Awesome. So, now we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we may impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit. Whoa, crazy. So, even as I'm up here teaching right now, that's what I'm praying as I come into this each week. God, don't give me human wisdom. So everyone goes, oh, good word, Nath. Great talk. Good on you. That's awesome. I don't care about that. You know what I mean? Like this is, a, this is temporary. This is fleeting. This is passing. Uh, what I want to do is speak. Sp- like Jesus goes, my words are spirit and life. Like his words come out and they just cut to the heart. Wow. And I've heard people say that after sermons. Like I just felt like that just. You guys ever experienced that? Yeah. Mm. It's like it just cut me to the heart. It mm. went straight into who you are. I'm just like, whoa. That's when the, when the words that are spoken are spirit. You guys know what I mean. Awesome. And we impart this in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. Now, this this next verse is pretty key. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. Remember, I said God's black and white. It's not like He accepts some things and rejects others he can't accept the things of the Spirit of God. If you're thinking with your natural mind, how do I you know, interpret God? How do I understand Him? Try and do all this sort of stuff. You can't. You can't receive the thoughts of God. You cannot receive the thoughts of the Spirit of God. They need to be interpreted to you, just like Joan, uh, 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 Simon, uh, Peter. This was not given to you by flesh and blood, but revealed to you. God is the one who is revealing it to you. Otherwise, you can't know Him. You have to say, Holy Spirit, teach me. Let my heart be a place where your words can come in and rest and I can receive them. Don't let me be hard-hearted towards you, God. For they are folly to him, foolishness to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him. It's an Old Testament quote. But we have the mind of Christ. So, if the Bible is true and if God is real, that means I guarantee you there's people out there who would hear the message of Jesus that we would perceive as the most beautiful thing you've ever heard in your life Mm. and go, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. The Bible said that's going to happen. You know what I mean? You should expect to see that. You should expect to hear that from people. To go, that's, dude, that's the stupidest thing ever. I don't get that at all. I know you don't get that at all. You can't get that at all, unfortunately. You need to come to Jesus. He'll give you the mind of Christ and then you can receive it. Till then, you can't receive it. And you can't study your way there either. That's the thing. You can't figure out if God's real or not, if Jesus actually rose from dead or not by studying and figuring it out and using your natural mind. Natural mind cannot receive the things of God. And I actually love that about God, because you know what it means? It means there's literally no barrier between with in regards to intellect and how smart you think you are. It's actually all about the humility of your own heart, which means a child could literally understand more about God Mm. than the most researched, Mm. academic, qualified professor in the entire world. How beautiful is that. That God could actually do that. He could blind the hearts of those who are proud and would think, I'm going to figure God out. I'm going to see if it's, you know, legit and stuff. Look into the science, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying don't look into science, by the way. Go for it if that's what you want to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but what's actually um, a thing you need to do is become humble like a child. Become humble and just receive and go, God, I can't know you. I cannot know you unless you Give it to me. I'm not going to try and figure you out and read books and weigh things up. I'm going to say, God, show me. Until you do that, you will never know Him. Never, ever, 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 ever. You will never know Him. You can't know Him. Sorry. (laughs) Actually, I'm not sorry, because it's good for you that you learn that. That you learn that you can't think your way there. You need to receive your way there, which is awesome. Okay, and that last little bit. Yeah. Sorry, there's a question I like. Um, so if we can't have like the like you know how like people find Christ, it, what is it like and and you know, you know, when they finally give their life to Jesus and then they go, oh, that's what God was saying man, and that's what God is saying. Then. Do you understand my question? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally right? yeah, I think you so Are you sort of saying that how is that possible? for that person along that journey, even though they weren't a Christian yet and they didn't have the mind of Christ to actually receive those thoughts. Yeah. I think what, what the big deal is, it's actually not that you need to be fully saved to have any sort of information about God. You just need to be humble, open, yeah. open okay, yeah. soft hearted. That's it. And anyone can do that. Mm-hmm. Anyone has the ability to do that,
2: yeah.
0: which is awesome. But you could be receiving things along the way. Yeah. Like I, I can see it in people when I speak to them how soft their heart is. Do they immediately, like when you're speaking to them mm-hmm. and before you even finish your sentence, they go, like they want to speak, you're not, they're not listening. Guarantee it. You may as well just stop speaking because they're just not listening to you. They want to, they want to share their own thoughts. They're hard-hearted. They can't hear you right now. You know what I mean? But you can, you can bait people and say, dude, just think about this for a while come back to me in a few weeks. And maybe you, when you come back to them, you start speaking to them and they go, actually, yeah, you made, you made, me, made me start thinking about that. Like what, what's the deal with blah, 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 blah. That's how I got, like, you know, drawn deeper into God. I just started thinking about questions. When people start asking questions, yeah. that means they're hungry because there's no other reason to ask questions. Yeah. But if they're constantly debating with you to try and prove a point or whatever, like, potentially, probably hard-hearted and not really. Do you
2: think it's also the spirit that helps you to, you know, get
1: to
0: know those, um those truths? Like, like like, oh, 100%. Really, um, yeah. Or you don't have. Same words, same passage, but then like, the light bulbs go on and you just. Absolutely. So, for people in the recording, Risha said, Is it also the Spirit who's helping you get there rather than just, you know, you being humble? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it comes back to that thing is it God, is it, God? Is it man, is man, is God? Yeah. It's, it is both. It's a partnership, it's a relationship. It's, and if you take one out, the whole thing crum- crumbles. Yeah. So, it's like, it's the Spirit of God revealing to He really wants to reveal it to you. Like, more badly than you want to know. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's his heart. And He's, it, happens, it yep. happens
1: in God's time, doesn't it? And it happens, and like, God's the one that can actually see the heart of the person. So even though we're not quite seeing them there, yep. we're seeing that they're close or mm. or whatever it is. Like, sometimes even it's just, oh, that person's just so nice. <laughs> you know? If they could be receiving it, yet
0: yep. they don't actually know it yet. Yeah, totally. Mm. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, I agree with that. Mm. That's good. I think, yeah, it's, it's good to think though that God really, really wants to reveal this stuff to you yep. like far more badly and, deep, and and deeper than you actually want to receive it yourself mm. which might sort of sound weird because mm. like I'm crying out for you, God. Where are you? Show me. It's getting your heart to a place where you can just freely receive the thoughts of God, the Spirit of God, all that sort of stuff. It all comes through humility and faith, you know what I mean? Receiving it. That, that last little bit, any, any other questions? Um, that last little bit, but we have the mind of Christ. I was hanging out with some friends last year and they brought this verse up and it was just like, it was just one of those sort of classic moments where it was like, they brought this verse up and these guys are amazing, they love, they love Jesus, but they go, guys, what do you think this verse means? And I was like, okay, I kind of get that, like I didn't say this, I was just thinking in my head, I was like, I kind of get that you would ask that because it is a weird statement that we have the mind of Christ, but it just shows how resistant we are to receiving the word as it is sometimes, no one really wants to believe or no, no one can believe maybe that we actually have Jesus' mind, but it says it. And I was like, my, I didn't say this, but actually I think I did say this. <laughs> I, I think I said, I think it means what it says it means. I didn't say it in a rude way being like, come on, you know, get on my level. I was like, it, they, I, I think it means that we have the mind of Christ. <laughs> Like I, that's what I said. Like I wasn't trying to debate it. I wasn't trying to like work around it. I'm trying to receive it. If Jesus, if the Word says I have the mind of Christ, I have the mind of Christ. Do you know what I mean? Come on. You can. It's it is incredible that you can think like Jesus. We we I think we've just grown up in such a, a a culture where it's just like man. Jesus is so far from you. He is God. You know, he's God's son. Absolutely true. Fully agree. Not not doubting that for one second. But he's also the revelation of who you were created to be, who, who you were created to walk like. Mm-hmm. He's the last Adam. The first Adam failed. The second Adam came. Sorry, the last Adam came. Showed us what the first Adam should have done.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Not being like, look how amazing I am. Miracle, miracle, miracle. It was like, Jesus goes, follow me. Mm-hmm. Follow me. And then not even, yeah, like I said this last time, I'll say it again. Not even 10 chapters into Matthew. There's 28 chapters in total. Not even 10 chapters in. He sends them all out to go and do exactly what he's doing. The vibe is not that you would go, sit back and go, wow, and watch and spectate and say, I received Jesus, now take me to heaven one day. Jesus goes, follow me. And he gives you his spirit. You know what I mean? First born among many brothers. You can, you can walk like Jesus. That's what he was trying to get you to believe. You, you go and read the gospels, you'll see how many times he tries to cultivate faith in people. It's like the main thing he's trying to do. Daughter, your faith has healed you. You have amazing faith. Oh, you have little faith. Why can't you just believe? That's that's the stuff he says. That's what you need to do: believe and receive that you can walk like him. Because it's so far out of our natural mind, you really have to actually receive that from God. You know. Yeah. So I have wrote down a few last little steps. Um, I'll skip that verse because we're out of time. But. Four steps, because this is, this is getting practical. How do I actually receive knowledge from God? Four steps. Number one, acknowledge you need help and only God can help you understand. Start there. That's the best place. If you don't start there, you can't do step two, three, and four. It's impossible. Acknowledge that you need God to reveal it to you or you can't know it, pretty much. Um, <coughs> step number two, ask for help ask him Holy Spirit I would really love to know about what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is can you please teach me mm-hmm. Holy Spirit can you please teach me about like healing I don't get it like it really messes with my mind like I have been praying for it for ages like I believe you can speak to me and you, can, you 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 are the revelation of all truth you show me Holy Spirit I need help with this Holy Spirit I need help with that make that part of your life constantly He really 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 wants to teach you but how badly do you want to learn that's more the question Number three, this is good. <laughs> They're all good. Number
2: three <laughs> Come on, they are dude. Yes.
0: Thanks, man. Thank you. I do. <laughs> Number three, expect an answer. Expect an answer. Everything flows through faith. Everything. The whole kingdom. Everything. The kingdom of God. Every single part of it connecting with your life flows through faith. And that starts with expectation. Faith is basically expectation or anticipation. God's going to, in my life, do something. Yeah. Do you expect True. him to actually talk to you when you say, God, help me to understand yeah. predestination or whatever? Mm. You have to or he's not going to do it. Mm. <laughs> Doesn't it like, say that faith,
1: faith is the hope of what's promised? Mm. Uh, oh, yeah,
0: being sure of what you hope for. Being, you sure, yeah, yeah, being sure of what you hope for and yeah. send yeah, about what you do not see. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So there's, there's a hope element to faith, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, last one, maybe the most... No, they're not the most important, So I keep doing that. Number four, test, test the answer. They're all important. <laughs> 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 Equally. Um, test the answer. Because, like I said, you have many different thoughts running through your mind. How do you know which one is God? You can really legitimately be led in the wrong way if you don't test the answer. Uh, I, didn't have to, I don't have time to read this out, but go read 1 John 4. Yes, <laughs> really? because yeah, right, I'll read it out just for you guys. <laughs> 1 John 4, I'll read it out. 1 John 4, 1 to 6. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. Every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now in the world already. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Amen. They are, they are from the world, therefore they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So probably three things that jump out there for how to test the thoughts or the spirits. Um, oh, and also I've got to say this. I didn't write down. I'm going to forget it. It says in the scriptures, Satan masquerades as an angel of light. Yeah. That's pretty heavy. But if you're the deceiver, the, the king of all lies, uh, you'd definitely do that. Yeah. Imagine if an angel comes into your room tonight and starts preaching to you this amazing thing. Don't receive it unless you apply it to the the Bible and to Jesus' life and to fruit in your own life. Do not receive it. That's what Paul says. Even if an angel preaches to you a different gospel than the one I've preached to you, let him be accursed. Whoa. He's so super serious about that because Satan masquerades as an angel of light. He's there to trick you. It, it might even sound like the, the thoughts in your head might sound like God, like put on the voice of God, if that makes sense, like... Nate, it's okay, you can do this, like, you know, blah, 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 just really gentle. Don't go by how it makes you feel. Yeah. Go by the truth and the substance of it yeah. and how you can apply it to the Word, to Jesus. Yeah. Always bring it back to Jesus. You'll find truth if you bring back to Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is the truth. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the truth. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Nate, sorry, what
0: verse was that? Oh, uh, 1 John 4, 1 to 6. I was going to say, um, yeah.
1: when Jesus was tested
0: in the desert, he, oh, he yes. tested
1: him with the Bible.
0: yeah. yeah. So, yes, so true. Do, okay, here's just, a good one. good one. Do you think Satan had all the scrolls of scripture with him in the desert? No. no. Which means he memorizes it. Yeah. He knows it back to front, and he can maybe even <laughs> argue with guy you guy with guy different guy. scriptures. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Go, yeah, be able. The scripture says this. That's what he does to Jesus. Yeah. He goes, "What does he say?" Um, it's just. No, it's not happening. No, he says, yeah, jump off the temple and he will send his angels concerning you, which is actually true. You know what I mean? Like his angels will protect him. But Jesus trumps that scripture with another scripture saying, yeah, but don't put the Lord your God to the test. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's, it's not about does one scripture prove your verse? It's about does the whole picture of God come into, into being seen here? I could literally preach six sermons from that Jesus in the Desert. That is an incredible passage. Yeah, right. oh. uh, they're coming. <laughs> <laughs> Just you your way. Right. I've seriously got so many good points from that. Anyway. More, more, more. Legit. All right, so that was the first one. So, um, test, does it apply to Jesus? What was the other one? Um, and then it was talking about... Um, this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now in the world already. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. That world keeps repeating. They are from the world, therefore they speak from the world and the world listens to them. So there's a, there's a way of thinking, like it says the spirit of Antichrist. I don't really know what that means. Probably something to do with the devil. Um, that is worldly. Like thinking worldly. It's so easy to get caught up in this. Oh, seriously. Be careful of what you put in your, in your earphones as well. Like, is it going to be thoughts of, the thoughts of God or is it the thoughts of the world? Sometimes those lines get really blurred. and It's like, well, it is kind of kingdom and it is kind of this and kind of that. It's like, yeah, but just make sure you keep bringing it back to are these thoughts building you up, making you look like Jesus? Are they in the Word? I'll keep on saying this, but it's really, really important. All right, and the last one was... <coughs> um, Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. I won't expand on that one, actually. Um, so the, finishing my story that I started off with, when I got to Romans 9, I got depressed. I was like, damn, God, how come you suck? And I was like, hang on a second, I suck. And I was like, I've got it wrong. You don't have it wrong. I've been taught wrong, perhaps. God, you teach me you teach me Romans chapter 9 or I'm not going to be intimate with you in this um, topic which is about, like I said before his, his choice and all that, sort of, all that sort of stuff and I said, God, you teach me I know you're going to teach me I know you want to teach me and I know there's an a, a interpretation of this passage out there that will make me explode with joy and I'm going to find it even if no one else in the world grieves me I don't care it says, it says in the scriptures let every man be a liar and God be true mm. every man You've got to have that kind of intensity about God's Word. Even if everyone in this room is like, Nathan, you're wrong. Sorry, guys, I don't care. Jesus said it. I'm sticking with it. You know what I mean? Have that kind of intensity about it. Because it, like, the way that seems right to man, it leads to death. It will destroy your life. You've got to think like God. You've got to think like God. So I said, Holy Spirit, you need to teach me. And do you think He just came into the room just then and started teaching me all the different things? He could have, but He didn't. But that didn't mean I didn't I didn't give up. I expected an answer, and I got my answer. But it took probably three months. Mm -hmm. But I'm still really glad that I did that because I could actually I was never at peace about that topic. If someone asked me to preach on it, I would say no because I don't get it. I do not understand it. It drives me insane. I don't sleep at night because of it. And but now slowly Jesus has revealed to me what I believe is the correct interpretation of it. I could be wrong, but you know, it's producing life in me, so at least it's a start. And I feel like I could preach on it now. Maybe I will preach on it one day if you guys are really confused by that topic or predestination and all that sort of stuff. You guys confused by that topic at yeah. all? Yeah, Maybe so some of you never heard of it. Sorry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, um, yeah, totally. It's a, it's a topic that's caused a lot of heartache and sleepless nights to people, for sure. It's like, is God actually that cruel? Is it actually, like, I don't get it. Anyway, but Jesus told me. He, uh, no one else taught me. I did not go searching online for sermons. I did not go reading articles. I did not go buy all these books, which is what we do when we're trying to find clarity. I said, God, you teach me, and I expected an answer, and I got one. And I'll share it with you guys one day. But it was over a long period of time. Don't know why, just was. And he took me there. Like one day, I actually woke up, and I go, God, what, do I, what, do I, what should I read today? And he goes, like, he didn't say it audibly, but he just put in my heart, Jeremiah 18. I was like, I have no idea what it says in Jeremiah 18, but let's just go there and we'll figure it out. And then I got there and it explained this huge part of Romans 9 for me. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. I had no idea that was going to be in there. And it, was just like, it just made sense. And I was like, I get it. Thank you, Jesus. You're amazing. Um, yeah, so yeah, let's finish up on this. Two last thoughts. Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. My sheep know my voice and they follow me. If you're a sheep, you know his voice. Yeah. You know when he's speaking to you. You can learn it. You can adjust to it. You can in, in, understand it. You can you can know when Jesus is speaking to you. Even if it takes a bit of time. That's okay. You know it. You know it. Don't worry. Don't try, don't get overwhelmed with thoughts. Just take your time. Like actually, yesterday is a really good example. Me and Brad were in the car coming back from Melbourne, and um, conference Huh? Conference time. Hashtag conference high, yeah. Coming back from Melbourne, and we started playing this game where we were asking the Holy Spirit to reveal things that were in each other's minds, to sort of just you know um, learn how we can listen for, listen to the Spirit. It might sound a bit weird, but you know whatever. And um, and what was funny is is that like so Brad would be thinking of a certain word in the Bible, and we had to ask Holy Spirit, God, reveal. Can you please reveal it to us what Brad's thinking of right now? And it was hard like I didn't get anywhere near it but it was good practice but what I found happened was we started to turn it into a guessing game it's like well it's not this it's not that so if I use my mind and blah 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 blah, I can figure it out and I was like that wasn't the point you know what I mean but what was really interesting as well is that I started to get stressed I started to not enjoy the game and I was like freak I should be closer to God you know how come (laughs) he's not speaking to me yeah you know what I mean yeah I gave up. I, I just, exactly, I just, I just, I it like, gets to you, you. Dude? What's this verse? <laughs> dude. It it, it gets to you, hey. Yeah. So, but that was the fruit of my thoughts was producing something that was not God. Yeah. Stress, being overwhelmed, not enjoying it, and I just I just tapped out. I was like, oh, sweet, I, that's not God. I'm just not going to go there. I'm not saying you didn't do that and you should have, but I'm just saying that's like that's where it led me. I was like, uh, it's not God to be stressed and no, I'm never, this is supposed to be fun and I'm supposed to be learning, and growing in God, but. It's like annoying. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Last thought. Last thought. It says in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, take every thought, and listen to the words of this, take every thought captive to Christ. Like make it a prisoner for Jesus. That's what it's saying. Take it captive. Put handcuffs on it. Lead it into the jail cell. Lock the door. You get the picture? Take it captive. It's yours. I give it to you, Jesus. Take every single thought. If a thought comes into your mind, grab it. Capture it. What's the root of that thought? Why am I thinking that way? Where did that come from? Bring it back to Jesus. Would Jesus think like this? Would He speak like this? Would He teach this? Bring it into captivity of Jesus. It now belongs to Jesus. And you watch. Your life will come out. Your, your, your life follows your thoughts. That's not even a, a deep spiritual saying. Everyone knows that. Your actions follow your thoughts. So affect the way someone thinks and it will change their life. Guarantee it. Like if you're a personal trainer and you're trying to encourage someone to get fit and be healthy and whatever, someone who doesn't believe in themselves is very, very difficult to work with because they don't have thoughts that are going in that direction. You basically have to do it for them. Like do this, now do this, blah, 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 blah. But if that personal trainer can get that person to believe in themselves that they can do it, they've lost the job. They can step away because that person is now unstoppable just by changing the way that they think, changing perspective, giving them motivation, and then life comes, and they get in shape, and they get healthy. You guys know what I'm saying? Simple little analogy there. Um, Look, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Cool. Any questions? (laughs) No worries, That that was good fun. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. No questions? No one? Nothing? Nothing at all? Just, just yeah.
1: Just to keep in mind, a Bible verse for the third point that you said that's been resounding in me almost since the, the moment you said it before, yeah. is um, Matthew 21 verses um, 18 to 22, and that's where Jesus curses the big big tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and Jesus and they're all, um, the disciples are going, why did you do that to the tree? and Jesus replied truly I tell you if you have faith and do not doubt not only can you do what it has done to the fig tree but you can also say to the mountain go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done if you believe you will receive whatever yep. you ask in on. yeah
0: mm. right. doesn't say might doesn't might. say maybe it does there's, there's no if, buts and maybes in, in God's language <laughs> try and find some <laughs> like they're vlo- bloody rare if they're there you know what I mean
1: and it's not a feeling yeah. It's a decision. Absolutely you actually believe. Yeah. yeah. Totally.
0: Yeah. Awesome. awesome. So good. Any other thoughts? Awesome. Take those thoughts captive to Christ. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus.